Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 157 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 24. We read about the women going to the tomb. I probably mention this every time I read through this gospel, but my heart is touched every time. The women knew they didn't have the strength to roll away the stone from the tomb, but that didn't stop them. They prepared the spices and started on their way to the tomb, even though they had no way of getting to Jesus' body. When they got there, they found the stone rolled away. God is looking for the willing, my friend. He will do the heavy lifting. Not only was their obstacle gone, but they were visited by two men in glistening white robes, angels who were sent to meet them with the greatest news ever, that Jesus had risen. The disciples didn't believe them, except for Peter. He was curious enough to at least run to the tomb and see it was empty for himself. Two of his disciples were walking together and talking about all that had taken place when Jesus caught up with them. Verse 16 tells us their eyes were held so that they did not recognize him. And I wonder how many times our eyes are held so we cannot see, at least not right away. What we do know is God is always working whether we see him or not. He is always with us whether we see him or not. Let us pray that God puts more faith and belief in our hearts so we don't miss him. Let's continue reading John's vision in Revelation chapter 8. The seventh seal was broken and the seven angels standing before God were given trumpets. Another angel came with spices which exude perfume when burned. These spices were mixed with the prayers of the people and were put upon the golden altar before the throne. Psalm 141 chapter 2 is referenced here which says, Let my prayer be set forth as incense before you, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Remember the Old Testament, the priests burned incense on the altar. God told Moses how to construct the altar, overlaying gold so that incense could be burned upon it. This is written in Exodus chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. Verse 7 says, And Aaron shall burn on it incense of sweet spices. Every morning when he trims and fills the lamps, he shall burn it. I just wonder if the instructions given to Moses were a duplicate of what is already made in heaven. Then the angel took the same vessel that held the incense, filled it with fire, and hurled it at the earth. Both Leviticus and Ezekiel are referenced here, and I encourage you to take the time to look these verses up. The fire caused much disruption on earth and signifies God's judgment is upon the earth. We read about the first angel and hail and fire mixed with blood that was hurled at the earth. A third of the earth was burned up. The second angel hurled a mountain into the sea and a third of the sea was burnt up. The third angel turned one third of the rivers poisonous. The fourth angel blew his trumpet and a third of the sun, moon, and stars were darkened. These four judgments and the result of the judgments are believed by some to have already taken place, and not too long after John saw the vision. I will post some references in the Facebook group. They are rather convincing. Verse 13, the last verse says, Then I looked and I saw a solitary eagle flying in midheaven, and as it flew I heard it crying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on earth, because of the rest of the trumpet blasts which three angels are about to sound. Some believe this is yet to come. If God's people continue to disobey him and not draw close to him, his judgment is expected to be worse than the first four judgments. Let us keep our eyes and hearts turned toward God. 
Let's see what's happening in 2 Kings chapter 5. We see the power and mercy of God in this chapter. There was a commander of an army in Syria who suffered from leprosy. His name is Naaman. A maid told his wife about a man who could heal him in Samaria, the prophet Elisha. This maid must have had a strong faith in God to step out of her role as a maid and offer advice. She must have believed the God of Israel could heal her master or she never would have said anything. Naaman was granted leave from the king to go to Samaria. However, when the king of Israel heard this, he was extremely distraught because he knew he had no control over the illness. But Elisha stepped in and said he could heal him through the power of God. In fact, this instance was to be used to show the power of God so that all would believe in the God of Israel. The man was healed, but after much complaint, Elisha told him to go wash in the Jordan seven times and he would be healed. Naaman thought this was rather preposterous, but his servant talked him into doing it anyway. Through God, Elisha, and this man's obedience, he was healed. He went to Elisha to thank him and offer him gifts, but Elisha refused. However, this man asked if he could be forgiven when he bowed to the God his king bowed to, and then he left. We see his heart was turned toward the Lord. God showed himself all-powerful and magnificent here. We must believe in the Lord and be obedient to him as he desires to show himself all-powerful and magnificent to us as well. In a little twist of events, Elisha's servant became greedy and wanted Naaman's gifts, so he went after him, telling him Elisha could use some of what he offered. Elisha knew of his deceptive heart and transferred the leprosy from Naaman to his servant. Yes, the power of God can also be destructive to those who deceive and fall into sin. In chapter 6, we see the power of God working through Elisha again. Some of the prophets wanted to build a bigger house for themselves to live in. As one of them was using an axe to ready a beam of timber, the axe head flew off and landed in the water. An axe head is made of iron, so it sunk. He was distraught because he had borrowed it, so he told Elisha about it. Elisha made it float so the man could easily pick it up out of the water. Next, we read about Elisha warning the king of Israel about the king of Syria so he would be safe. The king of Syria thought he had a traitor in his midst, but it was really just Elisha who prophetically knew what was about to happen and then warned the Israelite king. He sent his army to get Elisha, but Elisha prayed they would be blinded. Then Elisha led them to the king of Israel who asked what he should do with these men. Elisha simply told him to feed them and send them on their way. Later, another king of Syria came against Samaria and overtook it. There was a famine such that people were actually eating their own children. The king of Israel was more than distraught and sought to take Elisha's life because he thought this famine was from God. In verse 33, he said, why should I any longer wait, expecting him to withdraw his punishment? It is difficult to be patient and wait expectantly upon God, but his timing is always perfect, even if we have to wait. Let us pray for more patience today. We will see that tomorrow is a whole new day for the Israelites, and there will be a tomorrow that will be different for us as well. Well, let's see what wisdom Solomon has for us in Proverbs chapter 7. Solomon pleads with us to keep God's commandments. Verses 4 through 5 say, Say to skillful and godly wisdom, You are my sister, and regarding understanding or insight as your intimate friend, that they may keep you from the loose woman, from the adventurous who flatters with and makes smooth her words. He goes on to tell the tale of the woman who lures men into her trap, a trap that leads to death. We can see how the young man is led astray. We can also see it as a trap. All sin seems good at first, but leads the way to pain and destruction. Pay particular attention to verse 21, where even his conscience is overtaken by this woman. 
Any sin can be likened to the sin that is talked about in this chapter. Let us pray against temptation that leads to sin. Let us pray for God to strengthen us to follow his ways and not the world's ways. Now let us pray. O Lord, lead us in your ways. Keep us from temptation, Father, and keep us from sinning. We read about your son being raised from the dead to release us from the captivity of sin. Keep our eyes on you and him as we praise you and rejoice that we are saved. We also read about your power working through Elisha. May we walk in your power, Father. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.